Welcome in, everybody, to the Westside Sports Podcast. I am your host, Dakota Esri. If you guys' first time listening to the podcast, welcome to the show. This podcast is free and available on all platforms. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Index, and much, much more. If you guys enjoy the content I will bring to you guys today, please do me a favor, subscribe, uh, just leave a rating and share this uh, podcast on as many platforms as possible. I appreciate the help and the outreach from many people on getting this show to be a little bit bigger on the network and people listening to it. Today's podcast will have a decent section on around the world like we always start out with, a good Mariner section, and then we have some Hawk stuff, and I'm going to dedicate this podcast to a Seahawks legend, and we will get to that at the end of today's show. First off, welcome to the show. Uh, overall, today's podcast is going to be dedicated to KJ Wright, who is uh, officially retired today. I'm going to have a little bit of a sound off for him. And then with that being said, let's just hop straight into it. Around the world starts off today with the U.S. has officially offered a swap for, for Brittany Griner. Unfortunately, she has been a captive in Russia for multiple, multiple, multiple weeks. So it's good to see. Hopefully we can get her home sooner than later. There's been an outpour of uh, help and just outreach in general from not only just WNBA, but Stars Global and all sports nation and worldwide to get her back home to the USA. So that's good to see, obviously. The Nationals GM Mike Rizzo has stated that the uh, Juan Soto, quote, refusal is only just business. I find this is a little bit hard to, to believe due to the fact that the Nationals are transferring into new ownership next season. It has been made abundantly clear that there's only two realistic options for Juan Soto uh, with staying with the Nationals or just with the franchise in general. One is that he is to be traded by the trade deadline. They're able to restart their farm system, which is very, very poor, unfortunately, at this current time. Or option number two is simply to sign him to a contract extension. So we'll see what happens when that, uh, you know, when we get there. But as of now, there has not been any more solid, concrete pieces of information. Nothing from Jeff Passan, Ken Rosenthal, or Bus Buster only, unfortunately. No Jason Stark as well. MLB draft uh, had a draft pick, unfortunately, receive, or uh, not receive, but I should say had an unfortunate injury this week. Uh, the number two overall draft pick in this last year's draft, uh, Andrew Jones, or excuse me, Drew Jones, son of Andrew Jones, will be out for the rest of this season and possibly will not be ready for the remainder of next season or even at bare minimum spring training due to a shoulder issue. This came up during a batting practice, the first batting practice session he had with the Arizona Diamondbacks, the team that drafted him, and unfortunately he had a massive setback or injury. There has not been any more details or information on the injury. When I do get that information, I will bring it upon in future podcasts. But I do hope for a speedy recovery for, for the young man. He has a very, very high ceiling. And then we finish out around the world today with Julio Jones signing a one-year deal with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, teaming up with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans down there at Tampa Bay, and obviously with the GOAT, Thomas Edward Patrick Brady Jr. Mariners are on a tear right now, and I understand a lot of people were very disappointed. I was too after the Houston series, but for good reason, they bounced back in a very positive way versus the Texas Rangers. They finished the sweep this afternoon. The game just wrapped up, which is why I'm record recording this now. I apologize for the weight and the uh, the gap difference. I was trying to get this out a little earlier today, 
but unfortunately was not able to do that but it is now for you guys here for your pleasure and for listening wise thank you very much George Kirby yesterday had an excellent outing five innings pitched two earned, uh, two hits zero earned runs four strikeouts Mark Gonzalez today went seven innings two earned runs five strikeouts so very good outings by both pitchers we really need to see it. Marco did not have his best start versus Houston, unfortunately, and that just kind of started the proverbial domino effect when it came to Houston. And then, obviously, as we all noted, it ended in a sweep, which is not ideal by any sort or fashion of the means. Clutch, off home, uh, clutch home run by Julio Rodriguez in the first inning, as he also did today with a three-run home run. I'm kind of combining both of the games uh, in the last two days into this podcast, so I apologize for this kind of being a little bit more scattered. I usually have this a little bit more ordered or a little bit more uh, segmented up to where it's a little easier to follow, so I'm trying to combine these two. I apologize for any confusion on that. But overall, last night was an absolutely incredible, incredible moment. Obviously, it starts with J.P. Crawford leading off the first or leading off the ninth inning with a single, which was followed by a Cal Raleigh doubling him home. Fantastic pitchers, great scene, great atmosphere. Listening to the call on the radio last night, gotta give a shout out to our boy Rick Riz. He is one of the greatest radio voices in the country for any sport, regardless of what he does. Absolutely fantastic job. Thank you, Rick, for everything that you do. You're an absolutely wonderful, wonderful part of this city and this franchise, and you've been here for such a long time that many of us, all we know is Dave Niehaus and Rick Riz. So. Just want to give a little bit of love to Rick Riz because, man, does he, he deserve it. The least thing I can do for that. Carlos Santana has everything we could have ever hoped for and plus more after we uh, acquired him in midseason from Kansas City for those two uh, pitchers, Wyatt Mills and the other pitcher that is to be named. Veteran bat was uh, with, with good quality plate discipline was of the utmost need for the Seattle Mariners, especially after losing Ty France for that time that we did, unfortunately. But he's just been an absolute savvy clutch veteran who comes up in big opportunities and big moments and always delivers. It seems like every single time I was there for the for the two home run game a couple weeks ago. You know, uh, what he's able to do is not just for the lineup, not just for the locker room, but it's for allowing guys to come back from injuries on proper timelines. You know, we're looking at guys like uh, Mitch Hanninger, Kyle Lewis. They don't have; they didn't have to be rushed to, to get back. They weren't being; they weren't having to press to get back into the major league lineup because you have guys like Carlos Santana, who are able to fill that DH void and that space inside the lineup. And it's just allowed us to get those guys healthy for a very vital second half stretch, and especially with the trade deadline coming in less than a week, I will be covering more trade uh, deadline topics and. Uh, just players of, that the Mariners could target on the trade deadline this upcoming Tuesday. So I will have more for you guys on that as we get closer towards the, the trade deadline. Today's pitching matchup was Marco Gonzalez versus John Gray. Obviously, we know Marco got the win today. We were, we were able to get the sweep. This is great to see. Uh, Got to get that momentum going. We're going to New York right now. The Yankees are having a rough time versus the Mets. Mets are playing great baseball right now. Pete Alonso, Francisco Lindor, Edwin Diaz, Mark Canna, Starling Marte. The list goes on. So as long as we can keep that momentum and keep Uncle Momo as uh, my boy, uh, you know, Jake and uh, Bump and Stacy. I almost said Jake and Stacy, but Michael Bumpus says, you know, Uncle Uncle. Uncle Momo is momentum, and I love the saying. I think it's kind of catchy, so I just kind of want to give him a shout-out for that also. 
And as I started out the podcast today with, um, this is going to be a little bit, I'm going to do my best to not get choked up through this. This is just a bit of a, uh, it's a bit of a hard topic for me to swallow as the fact that KJ Wright has retired from football. KJ Wright, 230 career games, 11 seasons, 10 years with Seattle, one year with, with, with the Las Vegas Raiders, was a great veteran addition for Las Vegas, didn't have the greatest season, had 60 tackles, nothing over, overly flashy, which is able to kind of teach the next generation and uh, just the next group of kids and young players into the league how he learned how to play football and the way he approaches everything, his mindset, and his preparation, and all that good jazz. So I just want to give him a little bit of love and a shout-out on that today. Oh, man. This is where it gets tough. Fourth-round draft pick, 2011. Before Russell, before Bobby. All that good jazz. 992 combined tackles in his career. Absolutely incredible. Eight short of 1,000. Wish I wish he could have hit 1,000. Don't know what that would have meant for his career. But it's not. That's not the point here. We're just honoring a Seahawks legend. Um, Thirteen and a half sacks, six interceptions. The man did every single thing in his power to always be on the field for for, for his brothers. And uh, it's just going to be tough to not see KJ Wright uh, on the field anymore. Obviously, we know this is the time of Jordan Brooks, Cody Barton, Daryl Taylor, and Chan Wostu, Boye Mafe. All those guys so they're clearly going to a new scheme shift which is perfectly fine I totally understand why they're doing it but overall um, KJ as a man as a mentor as a fan as a member of this Seahawks community I just I thank you from the bottom of my heart man for everything that you've done for this city for this franchise for for the community for the fan base you have been nothing short of a pillar in every meaning of the word um, it's just not going to be the same on you on the field your radio uh, interview with Mike Salk was amazing you're just such a soft spoken man Mississippi State you know it's just it's just a great story and you're going to inspire so many young players in front of you to follow your you know your your footsteps follow your path and Thank you, KJ. Thank you for everything that you did for this, for me, for everybody, for the franchise. And uh, it's the least thing I can do is just take a couple moments to say thank you. And uh, he better be inducted in the Seahawks uh, Ring of Honor or else there's going to be heads will roll. I don't know. There's going to be a lot of people really upset with it. I don't want to get overly into it because it's trying to get emotional into this. But thank you so much, KJ, for everything. Obviously, we all know about Chris Carson retiring yesterday, so it's kind of a kind of a rough day back to back for Seahawks fans. Understanding that you know two of the most popular names that we've known for the last five plus years, you know, Chris Carson, seventh round draft pick, Oklahoma State, was the third uh, third running back on the depth chart at Oklahoma State, and end up having the best uh, career out of the front of the two guys in front of him. I don't have the, the two names that were in front of him at this current time, but the fact that Chris Carson was a seventh round draft pick says more than enough by itself. Obviously, he has a neck injury that he's dealing with. Uh, he has made it clear he still wants to play football. It's just not physically safe for him to do so. And the Mar- uh, excuse me, the Seahawks, I almost said Mariners, the Seahawks are doing 
by far the right thing in uh, physically releasing him under the CBA due to his injury clause, which is going to allow him to accrue that extra money, that millions he can get back in the clauses under the CBA for, for the NFL. You know, for everything he's done, all the, you know, putting his body on the line week after week and all the hits and the punishment he took, the least thing that they can do is give him back what, what he's earned and do deserved. DK Metcalf is in the building. Uh, there is an update that he is in the building but will hold out. He is taking a similar path as what to what Jamal Adams did and Dwayne Brown. You know, he still wants to be established and known as a leader in this locker room, but he wants to be on the field. Unfortunately, this is a business, like I touched on with the Juan Soto comments earlier and around the world. So, you know, I don't I don't disagree with DK for what he's doing. I understand why he's doing this. This is a business. You got to make your money, especially when you're at that age, you know, that age group or that timeline in your life especially a wide receiver where you got to just take advantage and make hay with what with what you got you know a lot of people are saying well he's making a lot of money he should be on the on the field why isn't he just you know he signed his contract and if you sign your name to a contract doesn't that mean something well unfortunately those like those days and that time and that mentality and era is gone it doesn't exist anymore the nfl is the most profitable sporting industry in the world uh and the players know it and they're just like look we're entertainers we're the ones making you your money so without us how are you supposed to be able to make your money and sell the jerseys and have the posters and all that good jazz so i totally understand dk i hope you're able to get the contract uh situation figured out sooner than later and uh yeah it's just uh, it's, it's disappointing for sure to see, but I understand it, and I will back him 100% because the last thing we want to see is someone get hurt when they're due to get money, and just like Quandre Diggs was in the season when Quandre Diggs held out for a couple of weeks, and he, he was trying to get paid after Jamal Adams got paid, and unfortunately, Quandre Diggs got hurt, but the Seattle did the right thing, obviously, and re-signing Quandre Diggs, knowing the value of him and how good of a safety and player he is, especially with the scheme that Clinton Hurt is bringing into our defense this season couple players Seahawks tried out yesterday and they all three signed uh, guards names were Keenan Forbes and Eric Wilson they signed a tight end Jake Hauschman I apologize if I have that last name wrong I'm doing my best with it uh, yesterday I kind of uh, was at a test trial thank you so much for you guys that reached out to me made comments and everything letting me know how you felt about the quality of it and all that good stuff um, still getting better with this still adjusting the dials all that good jazz so work on it the best I can but overall, I feel like it's doing a pretty good overall. So thank you very much for the love and for the comments and for just the overall feedback. Much, much appreciated. I did make a comment that I would have takeaways for you guys today. I apologize. I was under the impression that training camp started today or like actual training camp started on Tuesday. That was incorrect. On-field training camp started today on Wednesday. Players reported yesterday. So when I have those takeaways, I will be having a list of those tomorrow. Obviously, we're going to get into the information on QBs. How are the wide receivers looking? How is Rashad Penny, Ken Walker, uh, Charles Cross, Sweetfeet, Abe Lucas, Boye Mafe, Kobe Bryant, all the rookie uh, the rookie draft kid kids. I'm going to be doing some deep dive into that, seeing how they're doing, kind of get my ears down to the ground. Um, recommend people who kind of want a more insight on specifically just Seahawks to check out Locked On Seahawks with Corbin Smith. 
and Rob Rang. They do a great job. They're available on the same platforms as I am on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and Google Podcast. That is all I have for you guys today. Thank you so much for you guys for listening. Thank you for the outreach, for, for the feedback on last previous podcast. I think I appreciate you guys for doing that. Glad that these uh, the audio volume is doing better. I will continue to tinker with this and kind of get it dialed in. But hopefully today's is a little less distortion and a little bit more clear. But overall, um, again, this podcast is free and available on all platforms, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Samsung Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Index, all that good jazz. Thank you all guys so much for listening. I'll have another podcast up for you guys tomorrow. Great ball game today. As I always hop out here with saying, see us rise. And most of all, now that we're in Seahawks training camp, go Hawks.